Welcome back. My name is Cameron King. This is episode four of the Three Questions podcast. Uh, I have been owning and operating a marketing strategy consulting company called CK Collective for the past couple of years where I work with clients, I work with salespeople, I work with entrepreneurs, small business owners, you name it. And we typically focus on the intersection of personal and professional life. Okay. What, what it means to sort of take a mindset, what it means to put stuff into actions, new concepts, new theories, new practices, habits, you name it, in order to sort of build a better business all around. Uh, before this, I had a podcast called The Intersection Podcast, which was awesome, and I really loved it. That is on hold. I would like to bring that back. Uh, as I've spoken about, this is sort of a new endeavor, a short 15-minute podcast, 15 to 20 minutes, where I dive into three questions. I spend five minutes on them each, and then we sort of talk about how to uh, bring these concepts into your own lives. Right now, I have a lot of questions being submitted from clients. Like I said, this is episode four, the people that have submitted clients, all of the listens right now. I really appreciate it. I am super grateful. Uh, again, I want to get into this right away. I had a client named Jesse from Pennsylvania. He submitted three questions, particularly about marketing today, and I want to dive in, right? You can go to uh, ckcollective.co, find the podcast on the bottom footer of the website and submit your questions there. Or if you'd like to just email them, you can email them uh, to threequestionspodcast at gmail.com and I will add them to the queue. Right now, I have the next couple episodes as well. I'm going to be offering a limited advertising opportunity uh, per episode as well. I'll probably talk about that in the next one, episode five. I don't have all the details kinked out, but let's get into it right now. Jesse from Pennsylvania, you are asking three questions on the three questions podcast and question number one timer starts now three first question we have are what are the top three marketing mistakes companies make okay here's what i'll say normally i do some research on these questions i did not look at these before i started this podcast i just copied and pasted them press record on zoom here we are so i will answer from the top of my head okay the three marketing mistakes that I've seen companies make. Number one, I see companies put forward a less than stellar product, okay, which means that they don't do all the R&D. They're just trying to get into a competition. They're trying to take some sort of market share and they put out a subpar product or service. This is the biggest mistake that I see companies make all the time. And it's tragic. Do I have concrete examples? No, but everyone out there, knows the difference between a luxury product and a subpar product or a third party or a copycat product made overseas that's being represented or sold here in America. And too often I see consumers get fooled, right? Because we want the lowest price thing. We're just trying to get something shipped to our door and delivered by Amazon today. And I see people fall for this over and over and over again. Can companies make a lot of money by putting out less than stellar products right away in the short term? Yes, they do. And they do it often. This is why companies overseas and rival companies overseas create copycat products. Okay. But I fully believe in buying quality once. So you never have to buy that thing a second time. Okay. Or if you do, you're buying it because that pair of LL boons that you've had for LL bean boots that you've had for 20 years are finally, you know, walking out of their souls. The second biggest thing that I see marketing wise that big companies make, okay, is they they do not focus on who their actual consumer is, okay? 
I see companies put out either they do too much market research and they assume that they know everything about their consumer, or I see companies just throw something out there and spend tons of money and they completely miss their audience. Okay. Again, I don't have any concrete examples coming up on mine, but I'm sure that you've seen this, right? They, they completely market over, over somebody else's, um, audience or they don't know who their audience is that's probably the bigger second point is not knowing your audience okay do your market research but very often i see companies take their market research and they don't actually talk to the people who are their consumers okay before a company should make a product or come out with a service you need to talk to the people who are going to be potentially using your service ask them what services they would want okay comcast finally did this after 20 years here's a good example they were known for having the worst atrocious customer service on the planet and their customers over years and years and years, they were finally putting them at the bottom of the pile in terms of having customer service. Comcast finally listened and they fixed the problem. Now they have much better customer service. Is it number one? Probably not. But when you don't know who your audience is and you don't know what their actual problems are, how can you appropriately market a product? Okay. Number three, marketing mistakes companies make not tracking your roi okay the reason why marketing and advertising and sales is so cumbersome is because you are not able to track your roi this is ridiculously hard yes you can track ad spend yes you can track clicks yes there's all these different advertising agencies that will show you all these different things but if you are not tracking the amount of money that you spend pushing a product or pushing it behind it. And I'm talking about on the corporate level, when I see massive mega companies spending millions and billions of dollars on a product to get their, their service to their advertisements out there. That's awesome. There's also a lot of money left. Okay. And then I've been in meetings personally with, with, I'm not going to say their company's names, but where they can't even spend how much money it costs for them to have one conversion or one sale. And if you don't know how much money that you're spending as a small business or as a large corporation that you're spending towards getting that one client conversion or that one sale, if you can't figure out what that actual real number is, hey, it costs me $200 to get a client that's going to spend, you know, whatever, $1,000 on the service or to purchase a new vehicle. If you can't actually track that number at the end of the day between all the different things that you're doing marketing-wise, that's a huge mistake. You should know what your cost conversion is. And I think this is paramount, especially for small business owners that are trying to become medium business owners selling a product or a service, okay? We're at four minutes and 45 seconds. Jesse, I hope that answer suffices for your first one. I'm gonna jump to your second question here. What are the top three marketing innovations all companies should have on their radar? Okay, low-hanging fruit right here. I'm going to talk it right out. If your company is not using artificial intelligence, I don't know what to tell you. There's websites out there called copy.ai where you can write a blog post, where you can write sales copies, where you can write an advertisement. And this right there, that is going to eliminate hundreds, if not thousands of jobs across the board. At agencies, copywriters are great. Creative directors are great. Chief marketing officers are great. Everyone has sort of done the job there at a, a, a copywriter level, okay? Junior copywriter, senior level copywriter, everyone knows how to write good copy. And this has been a job that has unfortunately probably been on the chopping block for some time now, and it is completely underappreciated at advertising agencies. And I will say the artificial intelligence across the board, whether that's just designing, there, there's like 10 different websites out there and you can Google these. I don't know them off the top of my head. 
but you can literally maybe Webflow, ChatGPT, uh, obviously Open.ai is ChatGPT, Copy.ai, but there's website tools out there. And then there's even image tools that you can create new products and services out there. So if you're not leveraging AI as a small business right now or a medium-sized business or a large business corporation, you need you need to figure out the next level of roles in this, okay? Second, I'll say is uh, virtual assistants, okay? If you are not, I mean, top three marketing innovations, right? If you are not leveraging people in Mexico, the Philippines, wherever, okay, Ukraine, there are virtual assistants all over the world now that have the ability that you can pay them, you know, a fraction of what it would cost to pay an employee here in the United States, but you can make your business 24 hours. So if you are looking at creating sales, if you're looking at having somebody, you know, develop a website or an app or some sort of API or some sort of cross-space integration, you can pay people around the world to work on and advance your business for 20% of what you would normally pay an employee, maybe even less. Okay. And probably get better, higher quality work. If you are not leveraging virtual assistants, I highly encourage you to look at this, okay? Whether they are, are used for part-time sales or advancing stuff or finding and sourcing leads, things that you can't quite fully rely on artificial intelligence for, you should be using virtual assistants, marketing companies included, okay? If you're a marketing company or an advertising company, you're not just marketing and advertising in, in these niche markets. Maybe you are if you're a smaller business, but you need to be using virtual assistants to sort of push your product around the world or find new markets for you because the whole process of being a business owner is figuring out a way to sort of automate your entire business so that you can focus on the next echelon, the next level of your advancing your business. And I see this in marketing companies too, okay? The last marketing innovation that I'll say, because I have two more minutes and I, I really want to hammer this point home. Marketing, the, what are the top three marketing innovations that all companies should have on their radar? You might not like this answer, but humility, I think, is a huge innovation, okay? The amount of, of senior level people at agencies or brands or businesses that I've seen or, or just owners or creative directors, whoever you name it, okay? If you do not have an aspect of humility, you're not being innovative, okay? If you think you're the best person out there to do the job, awesome, cool. That's a great bit of confidence, but have the humility to know that you do not know everything in the world, okay? And that I see as an innovation. You should always be open to sort of learning new things and having some humility means asking questions, okay? It means bringing in experts, it means deferring to people who have maybe done this for longer, deferring to brand experts, doing your research, okay? Having that hunger as a business owner is an innovation that younger, smaller business owners will have, and they will eat a medium-sized business's lunch. They will eat a large business's lunch because they get pretentious. They get comfortable. They stop being hungry. And what does that mean? Okay. It means if you don't have humility, if you don't have hunger to sort of learn new things and accept that you may not be the best at something, how can you ever you know, go improve yourself? How can you ever go out and get something? How can you go hunting for a better product, a better service, a better idea, right? Things sort of come to you when you stop forcing things. And I, I have seen too many people in their roles, in their businesses, in their lives, in their cities, get very comfortable, brand-wise and clients included, okay? So humility, I would argue, is a marketing innovation that any and all people should have, okay? Jesse, uh, coming up on five minutes there, I'm going to jump to your last question. And this is a good one, okay? Why is the marketing budget typically underfunded? 
Okay, is there concrete evidence by industry that proves dollar to value of marketing spend? I'm going to answer the second question first because that's an easy one. Is there concrete evidence by industry that proves dollar to value of marketing spend? No, no, there's not. There's not one system across the board that proves dollar to value of marketing spend. Okay, marketing is is unfortunately for big companies and medium sized businesses, it is a necessary evil. You have got to spend money on marketing. Okay. And it is very tough to prove that marketing works in all aspects of your business. Typically bigger companies have marketing budgets that, that are slightly equal to, or less than the spend of what they pay their own marketing employees. Okay. That's what I've seen. And that is, is great for medium and large businesses that can afford that. Okay. Now it also depends on the client budget. Okay. What is the client willing to spend? If you're working with a large, um, you know, pharmaceutical client, they probably have a lot of marketing and advertising budget put in for that one thing that they want to push over the next 12 to 18 months. Okay. I've been in meetings with Amazon and Microsoft and Facebook where they have more money than God to push a certain event or to, to push a certain product or to spend on advertising because these large corporations, they obviously get tax write-offs when they go and spend an insane amount of money. Now, what does that mean? Okay. It means that marketing budgets at agencies or at brands is typically underfunded, underfunded because it is very tough to prove that the money that they are spending has a solid ROI. And this relates back to the first question that I answered. Okay. It is very difficult to say, hey, this is proven to work. I can track every single dollar and I can now get a cost conversion for this client or this product or the service for this brand. Okay. Obviously, when you work with advertising agencies as well, which has been my experience for so long, you have a little up, uptake in price, right? You have your fees associated with that. But clients at the end of the day want to know what their cost conversion is. Okay. How much is it costing us to get one client for this one service? Okay. That's a very straightforward way of looking at it. Unfortunately, no one brand or client has just one thing that they're willing to track. They have a myriad of things, okay? They have tens, they have dozens of things that they are all, are all tracking. And it's very difficult and it takes a lot of time for these number crunchers and accounting or these number crunchers and marketing and advertising to sort of come up with a cost conversion for that one thing. This is why a lot of what advertising agencies do, especially the medium and larger ones, are can be so full of smoke and mirrors because they will spend more time on coming up with new facts and figures that will sort of dictate and include their fees in their agency services that they provide. I'm not saying advertising agencies are bad. I think advertising agencies are wonderful and very necessary parts of our societies. They've been some of the best years of my life, okay? But I do think that marketing budgets are typically underfunded because it is very difficult to prove that the ROI that the client or the agency or the brand or the business is spending is actually worth it to get a cost conversion thing. And this is why C-suite level people that don't really have a background in marketing have to either defer or just be okay with not knowing that they're spending a ton of money and not necessarily getting a pure cost to conversion ROI, right? ROI meaning return on investment if you're you're not from this world. And I think that makes it so that advertising agencies or clients try to spend as much money as they can on everything that they can for that client, right? So I've been in meetings where clients have had, okay, you know, we're going to have $300,000 to spend on this one project. That may be all of that, but an agency will say, okay, you said that number, we're going to 
make it so our costs go up to $225,000. And then we know there's going to be change orders and that's going to, you know, inflate to an extra 60 grand over the next six to nine months while we work on this experiential project, knowing that that budget is going to be fulfilled. Okay. That client is all also obviously allocated that much money annually to that one project, because if they only spend $225,000 next year, they're not going to get approved $300,000. They're going to get approved for $225,000 because that client or that C-suite level team thinks that they can still do their job with less of a budget. Okay. Then it's difficult to say, okay, well, we spent 300 grand. And then what was our cost of conversion, you know, per lead? Okay. We got, you know, a thousand leads. We spent 300 grand. Our cost of conversion seems to be $3,000 per lead. Okay. That is sort of it in a nutshell, but I think that marketing budgets tend to be underfunded because it is very difficult to prove the ROI of a business or brand or a client to a product and a service. I hope that makes sense. That's pretty much all I have for episode four here of the three questions podcast. Again, you can submit your questions to three questions podcast at gmail.com is my email or go to ckcollective.co bottom of the page. You'll see a footer and an icon for three questions podcast, please click on that. Submit your questions on there. Sign up for personalized coaching. If you are a small business or a brand or a client or a person looking to sort of better themselves in the personal and professional area, I'm working with eight clients on a weekly basis. We do hourly long Zoom calls recorded. WhatsApp coaching is included in there. Uh, if you reach out, shoot me a, a DM. I'll give you a promo. I'll give you a 24 hour promo code if you want to sign up. And also CMO for hire. Okay, I have a one-time service fee right now. It's $379 on ckcollective.co under the CMO for hire tab. You can purchase that. It goes up $50 per client that I have. I have five different clients that I work with weekly on their different marketing and advertising endeavors. This podcast is mostly, you know, hybridized questions to sort of answer here for you and any potential clients out there. It goes on YouTube and Spotify. Make sure you subscribe, like, send me more questions. That's all I got for you. My name is Cam King. See you in episode five. Peace.